Chris. And I'm Jake. And this is episode... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so we are... Uh, we got a kind of a cool episode here. I just want to tease it a little bit before they get here. But we have Manuel and Maria coming in. Yes. Um, they've been traveling the world uh, for the past months, right? Right. Been traveling all over the world. And they, they bought a car in Mexico, and they've been driving it around. And uh, till now, I think about a month and a half, wow. uh, that they've been living out of the rooftop tent of a Volkswagen Beetle. So uh, they came, they called me and I was going to say, let's try to, you know, preface, how did they get a hold of you or how did we do this connection? Well, he follows, I wasn't involved yeah, at all. So he saw me on Instagram and he's seen the Dazeel film. Okay. So he, I was actually in my 911, kind of like doing my window, like crunched into my roll cage. Doing like, your window? Well, I, I replaced the window with all the stickers. Right. Okay. So I'm in the back, like crammed into my roll cage. <laughs> my phone, I'm listening to a podcast. So my phone's like jammed up in the rear deck. Right. And he calls and I'm like in there with my screwdriver talking to him as he tells me this story <laughs> about how he thinks he has a, yeah, as he thinks he has a story for me and uh, I didn't know what to expect I you know it was a he's got a German accent and everything and I you know I was like oh boy you know what is this going to be but it ended up being like this great great story and I really can't wait to have them in here they're actually in Menominee is where they're staying right now so they're only really? like yeah okay. 45 minutes away an hour away so they're on their way here right now so I just wanted to kick off the podcast and tease it a little bit and uh, talk about uh, <laughs> I went and looked at a car today I, yeah, you, you tease this to me. I, I love getting random text messages from you, especially when you're like, I'm going to look at another car. Mind you, this is, what, less than a week after you traded in the Toreg for... Have we even talked about this? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't keep track of it. The listeners, I'm sure, can't. You had a Toreg for a week? Two weeks. Two weeks. And then you just traded that in. I traded in for a Mark Seven Golf TDI. Right. It has. It's kind of a cool car. It's. It has everything. Okay. Fully loaded. Fully loaded, but it's still but it's a manual the, six yep, speed. It's the six speed trans, so which I really like. So it's kind of a rare bird with having everything, and it has a sunroof, which I don't need. It has nav, which I don't need. Yeah. Um, but I do like having heated seats. That's like yay. Heated That'll be seats nice in the winter if it um, stays around that long. And one thing that I found that I really like about. Um, uh, creature comforts. The one that I'm like, I gotta have it is okay. climate control. Having a, a number yeah. where it's like it's 70 degrees and I just leave it alone because otherwise you're like turning the knob back and forth. I'm True. hot, I'm cold, I'm hot, I'm cold. So I like having that. Although I do find myself going face, feet, face, feet, like back and forth, like oh, on the so vents. So you're still adjusting. Still adjusting, but it's not as much, so it's a little bit less. I thought you were going to be um, like, I love adaptive cruise control. No, the car, <laughs> the car does not have that. It's not quite that new. Okay. It's a 2015. Yeah, and it's. I do like that it's the TDI, too. Yeah, yeah. It's. I was, I'm getting, it's a little bit better fuel economy than the wagon, even, probably because of weight, I'm guessing. Noticeably, though. I'm yeah, I'm getting about, about 53 on the freeway. Okay. Which is great. I have 46, 45 average. Wow. Which is that's, way better uh, than stated on the window sticker. Know, but surprisingly, that's better than I get in the Hummer. Yeah, yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> I mean, I drove, I finally put fuel in the thing today, and I didn't even need to. For the to. first time. Yeah, for the first yeah. time, I'm driving all over the place. So it's about 500 miles per tank that you can drive. Wow. Yeah. And how big is the tank? I have probably 12 gallons or something like that. Okay. Somewhere around in there. We need to have a Harley episode, because we can hear that Harley going by, and we're on the fifth floor of a concrete building we will we'll talk about that sometime i've got kind of a rant that's not fair <laughs> well I so mean, I, I picked up alex today okay well first of all i went and got my wheel bearings done i dropped the i took the races out got the the for the 911 yep because you're redoing all your everything suspension on the so 911. right so i took the wheel bearings 
I took the races out, pounded them out with a with a drift, and took them down to further performance, our, one of our sponsors, right. and had them press the bearings in and get them all greased up for me. And sure. while I was doing that, um, I went over and test drove a 1984 Porsche 944. This is interesting. So and how did how did this come to be on your radar? My friend Lewis, yep. who was on the podcast a, a month or so ago, maybe a little right. longer than that. Sent me a message. He's like, "Hey, this car looks really clean. You should go check it out. It's forty five hundred bucks." I'm like, "Yeah." From I mean, it, it, he's so I talked to the guy. I'm like, "What kind of rust does it have? Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what's the story?" He's like, "Oh, he sent me some pictures. I'm like, the thing looks clean. It's got a little tiny little piece of rust down by the wheel at the bottom, like by the the, the, the rear flare, the, the, the rear, rear flare, okay. way down, like where, where the chip guard paint is." Sure. Okay. So it was like, who cares? I could fix that. Right. So I get there and I pull up. I'm like, yeah, it actually does look pretty clean. I like this. This is good. And then I look and see that the seats were, they're sport seats, but they were red. Now they're dyed black. Oh. And I was so like, oh, no. fading through? Or? Yeah, well, it cracks. Like, the, the vinyl paint cracks. And right. I can see red or orange oh. or something or t- just whatever through, okay. through it. So it looked hideous. Did you drive it? I did. And How's so notorious on these cars, the shifter bushings? Because it's, it shifted fine. Did it? It okay. shifted fine, but the, the motor mounts were toast. Oh, you could feel that just oh, flopping it, all over when you the would place. Shift, it was, you'd shift, it'd be like, I mean, wow. it was just, the motor was just flopping back and forth. <laughs> it was really not good. And then the sunroof motor was toast. Okay. Um, I could smell gas. The air conditioning yeah. worked really well, which is weird. That is um, weird. The guy said it had a, a new timing belt and water pump and all that, which is like a pretty okay. big job on those. How many miles on it? Uh, 86,000. Okay. So fairly low miles. Yeah. But there's like a whine coming from the motor. It sounded like a supercharger. So I'm thinking that someone didn't tension so the belt correctly. just we know that's not a supercharged engine. Right. It isn't. Um, so I thought, well, maybe the tensioner is wrong. But it's just all these things started to add up. So yeah. I, I w- and the rear struts were blown, okay. clearly. So Alex is with me. We're like driving back. And yeah. it was really slow. I mean, it's not a fast car. No. It was really disappointingly slow it was okay. it was not entertaining and the suspension was so shot that right it didn't you couldn't even have the fun of what a 944 is is that 50 50 weight yeah the 50 50 i mean the guy was like you know these cars have 50 50 weight and redistribution. Like, hey. yeah guy i know he's like i've owned 944s my whole life i'm like yeah i understand <laughs> this is a really good deal it's priced cheap i'm like yeah okay guy it's okay let's right. i'll drive the car so anyway i i came back and i'm like he's like i'm 4500 firm i'm like all right well i'm not gonna I don't want to insult the guy, right? Right, because I'm nowhere near that. Oh, so I'm I'm looking at I looked at the values before I left. Like a really good one is like six to seven thousand dollars somewhere. Right, you know you can get a rust free one from Seattle for sixty one hundred bucks. It's got a perfect interior, no yeah. rust, doesn't really need anything. So and it's like if you're gonna get in one of these, yeah, it's forty five hundred firm, and then I'm like in my head I'm like it needs two to three thousand dollars. Yeah, so then I'm like well then it's a sixty five hundred or seventy five hundred dollar car from Minnesota. Right, I'm like well that's just not gonna work for me. So I was kind of thinking about the car. I'd drive around for the summer, store it over the winter, and right. hopefully make... And flip it in spring Just flip it in spring. It's kind of what the plan was, but it, uh, it did not work out, sadly. Well, that's, I mean, that's not a terrible thing, right? It was hard for me not, because it's hard well, for me to walk away. I was going to say, it's, you have car ADD. Yeah, it was really hard for me to walk away. And I was talking to your wife about this last night, actually. She oh, was great. texting me about yeah. something else, and so I was like, your husband has such a bad car ADD because you texted me just then like the you know pictures I, of the 944. You know how I know I have car ADD? Why? How much did I tell you? Oh my god. <laughs> this is really bad. I don't even so, know if I should say this because it's fiscally irresponsible. 
Well, I, know, I was thinking about this too. That just means you did a lot of transactions. So what we're talking about, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them. Okay. So you, as we talk about, and you know what, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna just organically make this our advertisement. Okay. okay. So we're talking about Luther Westside Volkswagen, as everyone knows, one of our best sponsors. And I always sponsors. say, I bought a lot of cars there. You have bought a lot of cars, and we always used to say 15. I think we need to update that to like 17, 18 now. It just might be since I don't we know. started the podcast. But at any rate, when he went in to trade in the Toreg, which he had for a week or two, for this TDI, yep. you said that uh, your sales guy, Helton, pulled up the sheet because they have in their records, since they have their system, how well, much money each customer has <laughs> Well, this is funny because it's spent. only the past few years because they have a new system. Okay. All right. So this only goes back probably five years. So in the last five years... You have, well, six years. We'll say six. Okay. Even seven years, it's still ridiculous, Chris. In the last six or seven years... Well, it looks like Maria and Manuel are here. We better go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anything above like 100000 would be absolutely r- ridiculous for that many... To, to spend that much money with a car dealership. But you are spending over $165,000 with them in the last six years? Yeah, I have. And like you said, that's only like maybe what two thirds of the transactions you've done. Probably, with them? yeah. It doesn't include like a, okay. It doesn't include a 2005 Rabbit, a okay. 2005 GTI, a 2001 Jetta, okay. a uh, 2002 and a half 24 valve GTI VR6, a B4 Passat, okay, um, a Passat CC. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the you're, ones I left out. You over fifty grand there. Yeah, it's, sure. it's easily over two hundred thousand dollars. So you have over two hundred thousand dollars that you've done in business with Luther Westside Volkswagen. I have, which goes to show, as I'm I saying, this is back. an ad. This is, I mean, they're a great, <laughs> they're a great place to buy a car because otherwise Chris would not have spent. Um, I'm, I'm embarrassed his a little bit, and I'm I'm Luther very very picky Volkswagen. about customer service and everything like that so people screw me i hold a grudge right so it's been a while and they've really taken care of me all these years yeah it's obviously a testament to them so what do you think of what do you think of me now that you've heard this when i sent that to you what was your impression i was like are you are you fucking kidding me that it seemed it seemed wrong or unbelievable but then i was thinking well you do flip cars a lot not flip necessarily but you don't own cars that often and you're, it's not like you're getting zero dollars every time. It's not right. like you've spent two hundred thousand. Right, there's always rolling you equity spent, into you know, something. You spent twenty, and then you trade it in and maybe lose a grand or two, and then you spend right. another twenty-five and lose maybe three grand there. So even at let's say you lost two grand every transaction, that's still at over fifty thousand dollars that you've lost in that initial investment of thirty. Oh, man. You're, yeah, I don't you've want to talk probably, about this anymore. You've probably lost, we'll say. $80,000 to them. That's awesome. Well, that's... Anyways. But I've, you, I've had a lot of fun and I've have. experienced a and, lot of things and I love driving so much. And and lost is the the wrong word because you've, you've spent and enjoyed that and it's a really good company that you've right. been dealing with. Right. So Luther Westside Volkswagen, number one Volkswagen dealer in the country. Chris's number one uh, debt of his life probably (laughs) you can find them westsidevolkswagen.com and with that speaking of volkswagens did we talk about 
what Manuel and... We'll get there. I don't want to okay. get away too much right now. They're on their way. They're going to be here in a little bit. Um, before We're going to actually go down and check out their car right. um, when they I get here. I didn't know here. if we were going to tease what that is. No, not yet. I might. Okay. I think I said something in, earlier when I was I talking, know. but um, we'll, we'll leave it to them to talk about what they bought and what's going on with their journey. Uh, so, but before we go, I want you guys to make sure that you head over to iTunes. Yes. Leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Those reviews have been rolling in. Um, if everybody did that, it would be huge for us. It would be really, really, really important to, you know, get us up there in the ratings. And, uh, you know, we've got enough listeners now where if everybody left a five-star review, that would be would be we'd be doing amazing. Yeah, it would be really, really good. There's <laughs> there's so many of you now. I mean, in the last I mean, we've got, you know, somewhere between five and eight thousand downloads a month now, even more than I think it's more than that. Yeah, but it, it's it it's been really, really great. You guys are awesome. And it's I'm good, so solid growth. So humbled that you guys give a shit. So thanks a lot. And leave us a five star review to, to help us out. We'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. We'll be right back. We're going to go find those guys and uh, bring them into the studio. All right, guys, we are back with Manu and Maria. They are here from Germany. And they are, as we said earlier, they, they're on their way back from Mexico and they're ending up in Newfoundland. I was going to say and from Germany, from Hawaii, from Mexico, from all over. You guys have quite the adventure so far. Right. Yeah. And before we get too much into um, the adventure itself, I kind of want to learn a little bit uh, about, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Still coming. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. That's um, terrible. No, I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> not even close. But, yeah, thank you anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so why don't you guys tell us a little bit uh, about yourselves and just we have kind of like a like an idea of what kind of person does a trip like this. Why don't we start with you, Manu? Um, well, normally it's ladies first, actually. Oh, <laughs> ladies first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, what kind of person does this trip? Is yeah. Well, it's, it's, okay. So I would say um, people like us, people who are not um, stuck in their daily routine and who really want to see something of the world. And um, I think that's us. And in our case, um, well, I, I've, I've traveled a lot. I went to um, South America a lot and um, I went to Brazil. I went to Central America and so on. And, and well... I went there during my um, time at the university. Um, I went there after my graduation. But um, Maria never really traveled because she's an actress and she has been working as an actress since she's um, 10 years old. So um, yeah, we decided we have to go on a big trip together and that's when we started to make plans. Was there like a like a like like an impetus that started the the entire idea? Like was there a moment where you guys were like, all right, we're leaving. Was there anything that happened? That you want to share? <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of was like a development. It was like, um, I wasn't really, really comfortable in my situation anymore. And Manu as well, we thought about um, doing something else, um, kind of stepping out of what we already knew. And then um, we thought, okay, maybe we should just travel for a while. And um, that's how the idea started. We wanted to travel like for three months. And then um, we said, okay, but we can't travel for a few months and not do anything. So, I mean, that's probably a bit boring and maybe we just, you know, cut each other's heads off in the end. <laughs> so uh, we decided to, we have to have something like a project. And that's how the idea, you know, came to life. We, we 
said, we want to have something which really makes us happy, where we can find something, something interesting and something we can share with the world. That's, I think that's it. I, I also figured out that um, when you travel a country and you just go there as a tourist, you don't see as much as you do when you have a project, for example. For I, I have traveled a lot for my job to do. I'm a journalist, as, as you, Chris, uh, too. And um, yeah, so I traveled to a lot of different countries to do interviews and all kind of different stories. And I found out that that's an awesome way to travel. You don't really get to rest and uh, really relax a lot, but you, you usually you have like only three or four days in one country, but you learn so much and you see so much that it's always an awesome experience. So the idea was to combine these kind of ways of traveling. So how long ago did you leave Germany to start this trip? We started our trip in the beginning of January. So now it's June. So it's about so six months. Six months already. Yes. And where have you been? We started in Kenya, in Africa. We went there for a month. Then we flew back. For whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you're going to have to, you're gonna have to <laughs> tell us. You can't freeze over a month in uh, Africa. Okay, like I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about what was Africa like. If, I, I've, I've never been there, obviously, because mm -hmm. I'm from Minnesota, and Minnesotans don't go to Kenya. So They don't have a common border. I <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So what was, that, what was that like? What, you know, what did you do there? So it was my second time in Kenya, actually. I've been there when I was 17 the first time, and it, it's been something different this time. It's, it was just so much more intense, which, like you said, Manu, it was, it was so much more intense because we had something to do, and there were projects. And um, we are filming our projects. We visit projects like we went to an orphanage where there is a nun, and she... Um, She raised almost 300 kids by, by herself and uh, with no money. And um, she's really, she, she's like, she's like a goddess. I don't know how she does it really. And then we went to, an, to, to also to some animal projects like um, an, an elephant orphanage too, which was so amazing. And we went to the coast and we saw like a project for... Um, For, for turtles and then another one where there is an export bird for, for um, bird life, yeah, yeah. his bird life for birds of prey especially and those were all such amazing influences for us how were well. you how were you received by the people that were there oh yeah well at first we had a project where we went to um, to a women's village um, it was like we wanted to go there to to ask them because they were building up A whole village without men, they couldn't even come in just on their own because they were abused by their husbands or whatever, and they just decided, no, we don't want that. And we found out about that, and we, we thought that that's a good story. We have to go there. And they didn't really want us there. So <laughs> It was a disaster. It was a disaster. Yeah. It was my first because I am... Was it because of you, Manu, no. or just in because general? Because of me. Oh, my gosh, okay. <laughs> because of me. No, I, I don't know. It was just because they wanted money. And um, as you can imagine, like, they are poor and they are living in their small villages. And it's like, yeah, us as somehow uh, white. rich white yeah. guys mm. we, we go there and we think we can just have an interview with them and then go again they are like no nope, we want money and um, yeah, yeah. and I didn't know how to respond and I was like it was my first interview 
so I'm an actress normally and I was like Ugh. In, in my travels of you know I always like to take pictures of interesting people when I travel and I've I've been in St. Kitts and Cuba is where I've been really involved with poverty just taking pictures of it and stuff mm. and uh, I remember the first time that I tried to take a picture of a family that was obviously destitute they had nothing and um, they didn't want anything to do with me they were like no 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 and then I gave them money and then after I gave them a little bit of money it was like the doors were open and I could do whatever I wanted. Mm. And I almost felt like it was, um, like I was taking advantage of them somehow. Mm -hmm. Like it just didn't right. feel right that I was like yeah. giving them money so I could take picture of their poverty. Like it just felt really shitty. Yeah, that's yeah. how it felt to us. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it was a bit like that too. Like I fell into my normal TV maker routine. I just did the shots and I saw Maria there sitting in front of this, um, she was like the, the village leader and um, actually all the other ladies were really sweet with us and yeah, really nice. nice but she was the only one who she sh like told them to shut up and she wanted to do all the talking and she got really aggressive and uh, was really rude to uh, Maria and then I at one moment I really realized that Maria was having like was really struggling with the whole situation and I kind of went to you and you, you said uh, take me out of this Yeah, okay. and, and I was like, okay, fuck, we really... How were you traveling at that time? How were you getting around? Um, so, uh, actually, that's a very good question because um, I think it's very, it's important. Um, the way of transportation really uh, plays a big role in your trip, always. And at that point, um, we were lucky because um, an ex, well, uh, a girl who went to school with me, she now lives in Kenya with her. <laughs> like you said, like an ex, uh, uh, I, a girl who went say, to school with me. An ex colleague, school colleague of mine. And, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> I see where this is going. Uh, it's <laughs> is, is she pretty? <laughs> <laughs> she is. <laughs> okay, so um, her boyfriend um, or fiance. Now, um, <laughs> luckily, <laughs> um, he, no, his parents own a travel agency, something like that, and they gave us like a van and a driver, and the driver drove us there, and he drove us um, to their lodge. So we did safari at their place, which was a beautiful place wow. called Elephant Bedroom, and it really was the elephant's bedroom we because there and there was just an elephant standing in front of us. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and we did glamping, so you kind of you have a tent, but it's in a beautiful area. Um, luckily, it's all uh, it's a good combination with nature, so they really respect the animals, and it's a good place. So they how would do, you compare that kind of glamping to what you were doing later in the in the Volkswagen? Uh, very like pure luxury kind of camping. Not not to become. I really want to go back there. So how far did your euros go there? Was it like when you're around? Obviously, probably the resort and the van might have been a little more expensive, but everything else must have just been absurdly cheap, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, um, we. It's not like backpacking. I mean, we still we got a car and uh, well in Mexico that's what happens later <laughs> but uh, um, yeah we bought a car we equipped it with everything we could so it now is like a small RV <laughs> we have a stove we have a as you guys saw when we got here we have two chairs in it we have a table in it so <laughs> there's everything we need and uh, of course that 
um, wasn't for free. So um, it was. I think it's not. It wasn't the cheapest trip, but of course you can always travel in a more expensive way. So philosophically, why do you think that more people at your age, our age, obviously we're similar in age, I think. Why do you think more people don't travel like this? Because it's really not. It takes a little bit of planning, but it's not that hard. I mean, it's it's. You can you can leave and you can do things, but nobody really is doing it. Why do you think that is? I recognize this with my little sister. Uh, like, like actually, uh, right now, she's um, she's she finished high school and um, now she's she's about to to do something and and we all said just travel because she's the kind of girl who would love to travel, but she's so scared. She's so scared to to not you know just drop out of school and then you the next step would be to go into the university and she said if I just quit and I just stop for a year and take my time then maybe they don't want me anymore and then I can't I just can't keep up or something like that and that's I think it's it's just the it's sad yes it's to be scared of something that is just not real um, I like the question because um, it's easy to, to compare it with your kind of lifestyle, I, I think, because you are driving a Porsche, you know, and I um, in, in Germany, um, people save all their life until they are 50 or 60 years old and then they can afford it and then they drive a Porsche, you know, and then you, you see old people with Porsches anywhere. Uh, everywhere in in Berlin, for example, in the richer uh, neighborhoods, and I kind of, I think it's a pity because uh, it's a sports car, you know, and it's supposed to be taken out and driven fast. And um, yeah, I think um, it's that's comparable because we could also do saving until we retire, and then we uh, and then we can travel. But I think there's no point. I think when you are young when you're still hungry when you're like a like like us we are like sponges and absorbing everything we see and uh when we when we meet people we are very interested and i think that's something like if you are if you start doing that at an early age what we are doing you will stay that way and even if you are older you you might still absorb things and be interested in everything but I think you should not start to get in, in that mentality to save and like do everything later when it's the right time there the right time is always now right yeah. and who wants to try and climb the stairs to Machu Picchu when they're 75 <laughs> years old right exactly I mean, it's yeah. it's so much harder to travel when you're older that I wish everybody would get out there we talk about this with like I've been over this a million times and I think adventure is absolute key to the human condition you know throughout human history we've always been exploring right we've always been up until the last maybe 100 or 200 years we've always been exploring going to new places experiencing new things eventually we went to space and now the last uncharted frontier is really like the deep ocean right but we can't all <laughs> go we're not like go, getting in a submarine and going to the deep say, ocean chris but, is now gonna get in a submarine and apparently that's his next adventure. that's that's my next adventure <laughs> no but i think what you guys are doing is like I think it's core to the human condition. I think it's very fulfilling to what we as humans need is to go explore and learn and see and do things and experience things. And I think when people hold themselves back from that, they're really losing out on a part of their humanity almost. I think we need to learn. We need to explore. And in society today, people feel like, 
ah, it's all been done, right? It's everything's been explored. There's nothing left. There's nothing left to learn. But I think that's wrong. And I think what you guys are doing is really special. And it, it really touches part of you when you do stuff like this. So I need cool. to I need to play my role here because I love disagreeing with Chris. And to play devil's advocate, <laughs> I have been fortunate enough, and I know the value of traveling, and I haven't traveled as much as, as you guys, but you know, I've been to Europe, I've been to Hawaii several times, and I understand how uh, how it can be it can give you new perspective. You know what I mean? You're not so closed into your own little world wherever you may have grown up. There's so many different perspectives around the world and it gives you kind of the, it rounds you as a person. However, <laughs> we have the luxury to do that. You know, you're saying, oh, why, don't, right. why doesn't everyone just do this, right? Adventure I, doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't, but you don't have to go to Kenya to be on an adventure. You true. could go, you could stay in Minnesota and go on an adventure. Okay. You that, could put on a backpack. I like that. You could get your ass on a bus and go somewhere. That's yeah. Right. Okay. I you agree can with that. do that. The thing that is stopping people is fear. I, yes. Fear of and the it's, unknown. It's, yeah, it's it's like Maria stated, you know, with her with her sister. You, you fear on, you know, missing out on opportunity and everything else. And you do certainly have to make your opportunity. But I just I want to make sure we don't sound like elitist assholes here saying, well, well, geez, instead of buying your Porsche, you just should just it. go on, you know, six-month <laughs> adventures and everyone should do this. And you can, everything else be damned. You can go exploring no matter where you are. For che- I mean, imagine how, when you were a kid, when you were a small child, and when you were outside, what were you doing? Yes. You were exploring. You were touching things, learning your environment, and becoming familiar with the world around you. And then that was your world, right? Yes. The more you travel, the bigger your world exactly. is. That's, and that's where, obviously, the value and the importance of it comes. But how, we, how about we frame it like this? You need to value and embody the sense of adventure not right. necessarily the scope of scope going around the, scale. the world right but yes there is value in being adventurous and people need to right. do more of that i yes. think you no, you i totally agree with you and like we uh i think that's an important point we saved for several years yeah. in order to do that trip it's not like a rich kids idea to say okay let's go and travel right. from tomorrow on. And just to uh, yeah. be said, as an actress in Germany, it's not like you're a millionaire <laughs> after a few years, okay? Well, and I want to say, I'm not trying to criticize you guys at no, all. No, we know. I just love disagreeing with Chris. No, but I so think... It's, it's, fine, it's, it's a good fine. point. It's yeah. a good point. Well, everybody looks at my portion and thinks I'm, I have money, but I, you probably don't know this, but I started out with a $250 car that I dragged out of a field. Right. And it took me five or six cars of flipping cars over the course of years to be able to get my car. I'm going to point so, something else out. Okay. Earlier in this episode, before they arrived, we added up all the vehicles that you just purchased from the local dealership, and it was over $200,000 worth of transactions in vehicles. <gasps> That's over 15, 15 <laughs> years, though. I know. But I, I'm just, I love, I love disagreeing with you. Yeah, so yeah. we'll but, continue. But it so there. Me, it, it took me a lot of effort to be able to, <laughs> to, be able to get that car. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm not, it wasn't gifted to I me. Know. The adventures that I'm able to take in that are, and the, like the adventure you guys said you saved for years, it, having that lead up to that makes it even better because it took so much effort and work for you guys to be able to, to, be able to do the trip. So before we get uh, too much further on that, I want to start getting into um, talking about the, the cars and stuff like that. Um, we're going to break for a second so uh, Jake can get his ad stuff together. We'll be right back. I have to say that having Maria and Manu in here driving their Volkswagen, which we're going to get to in a bit, 
it's fitting because a lot of our sponsors, including South Central Imports, which is a local shop who specifically deal with Volkswagen and Audis, they actually have been in business since 1976, which is only slightly longer than that Beetle that you're driving has been in production. Well, somewhat. I, I would say it's actually not because the Beetle started in like... I know, it's the, the 48. 40s. Yeah, it it's is. been a I'm long being, time. I, you know, I'm taking artistic... <laughs> license here. Yeah, Chris. well, you're wrong. So. Okay. Name dropping. <laughs> trying. Can I'm I trying. mention my sponsors here now? <laughs> if you have any, sure. Mom, yes. Mom I'm so thankful. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, and just like we're thankful for South Central Imports, they're an authorized Revo software dealer, so you can go there to have all of your performance needs completed. And more than anything else, I've mentioned it before, they have the integrity and the honesty, so you can trust them to really work on your car. And you have to doubt that they're going to be swindling you and taking advantage of you. So these are the guys to call. You can call them at 612-722-8897, or you can find them on Facebook at SCI Performance. Great. Um, so I want to try and get into the the story that, obviously, I love the rest of the adventure, but um, when you called me, I was, so just give you a perspective of what I was doing when you called me. I was jammed in my car with the my 911. Role, in my 911, in the back, like, I was talking to you, like, you can't, the listeners can't see this, but I was jammed in the back with my phone, just crunched up against my face with my roll cage, unscrewing a, a window. And you started telling me this great story about how you had purchased, you're like, I think I have a story for you. And you had said that you'd purchased a Beetle in Mexico and, and had been living out of it and driving across the country. So I kind of want to get into that story a little bit. And I'd, I'd say as a transition though, and I interrupted you, I'm sorry. You know, we went from what, Africa you weren't from Africa right to Mexico. Like, I want to know the itinerary of the trip here, though, because this is, like, there's was, a lot yeah, There was a lot it. of countries, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's try to, to make it fast. Yes. Right. Give Sum me a very succinct, yeah. like, little itinerary, and then we'll dive in when you got the car, because it's a car podcast. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so after Kenya, we went back to Berlin because Maria had to go to the Berlinale, which is uh, one of, the, well, the biggest German film festival. And, um, yeah. So we went back to Berlin, stayed a week, and then we traveled to Hawaii. Right. That was from our, there. Yeah. yeah, we went uh, we went to Hawaii and stayed there for a month, and then after which we probably ran into each other. We discussed earlier right. because I was also yeah. in Hawaii at the same time. Yeah, and then after after Hawaii, we flew to Mexico, where we also stayed. I think like one and a half months. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then okay. we and then we bought the bug, the beetle. Yeah. In Hawaii, we mm, stayed a month. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Oh, wow. We stayed in Mexico for one and a half. That's correct. Sorry. So yes. why why a beetle? What's why did you decide to buy that there? And how long did it take you to find it once you were doing it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So um, why a beetle? I think like only that question could <laughs> take me well a lot of time. So um, long story short, um, I really like the bug, the beetle. Um, well, which is not. I'm not talking about the new beetle. Um, I'm sorry for whoever drives <laughs> that car, but I really don't like that car. But um, well, they don't make them anymore; it's canceled. Yeah, so. yeah, that's it is. Which is good. Yeah. yeah, but no, the, they make they well, still make the Beetle. Yeah, it was just that generation they called the new Beetle, where it was very rounded. It's yeah. canceled. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah, the new oh, one they is canceled. The, They're not making it anymore. Oh, you're. Really? But in Germany, yeah. they okay. do. Well, never the mind. New, the no. new ones are not going to be made anymore. They're once they're from done, now they're on, done. though. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, so your know. nightmare is over. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, but well, um, I really like the old Beatles, and um, I like them 
because I still remember them driving around the streets of Berlin. And that's, um, yeah, I think already like 15 years ago, where um, like in the early 90s where you where you could still see them i i really like that what happened yeah. to them what they they, they just, you said that you don't see them anymore did they just disappear or was it they disappeared because in in germany we have problems with corrosion rust so um they just don't survive so even though they get galvanized afterwards or well i mean they get like a anti-corrosion treatment but still like it's a big problem so in, in, we found out that this is actually not the right word in English, but we call them old timers. So old cars <laughs> in Germany are called old timers. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, the old timers, um, if you own one in Germany, you keep it in a garage and you will only take it out on a sunny day, which is a pity because because I think like great ca or cool cars, beautiful cars are meant to be seen on the streets or meant to be driven, and um, you don't see them anymore and. I am frustrated because I think germ well modern cars, German cars, Japanese cars, it doesn't matter. I think they don't look um, as cars used to look. I think they don't look nice anymore. I think they are all looking the same. For me, there's no difference if I see a modern Toyota or a modern Audi. Audi, it's all kind of the same for me. I don't... I don't like it. It's all made, uh, yeah, with plastic and, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think back in the days, uh, cars really had a face and a character. And I think the Beetle is such a beautiful car, and the whole the line, like it's a round uh, line, and it, it looks uh, so good. And I mean, it it is it's all also the design um, inspired the Porsche or my, I mean it's only like a modification and I think Porsches are beautiful uh, cars and I think you can still see that like even though you see modern uh, water-cooled Porsche which is not the same as the uh, air-cooled models. You want to make the story short. Yeah, that, no, that, not, I didn't want to make <laughs> I, that no, story Maria, short. Maria, I like where he's going with this yeah. because Chris hates it when people compare the 911 to a Beetle, and yeah. I love rubbing that in. We're both just driving Beetles here, Chris. Yeah, he yeah. agrees. I won't get into it today. <laughs> no, you, you, but you, you can see the progression in the shape. Oh, absolutely. Sure. You, and you might hate or love it, but like whenever you see a 911, you can always see the, the Beetle in it. I mean, it is there. <laughs> I would agree. I mean, I'm not, yes. There's a part in Chris which wants to... I, I admit it. I, I, the shape, yes. But the mechanicals, no. We'll the no, mechanicals. Yeah, right. It's the but only still, other car. The engine, the I was going to say that's air-cooled in the rear. Like, yeah. it's Thank identical. You. Okay, then it's a Corvair, yes. too. Let's just, you know... No. It's very similar, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Anyways. So, and I think, like, the sound of it is something very special, too, because uh, it's not a inline four cylinders. It's a boxer. And I think the the boxes engine sound, if it has 34 horsepower, is 50 in our case, or 120 in your case. I'm not sure. Mine is 120. I have okay. a lot. More. I have like 240. <laughs> you have 240. Okay. Yeah, my I, mine's not stock. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's it's fun. Okay. Does yeah. that fit in our Beetle? <laughs> <laughs> with, with, a, with a little bit of work. Yeah. All yeah. right. I'm so sad that I I don't have the car down here for you to see and drive. Yeah, it's, it's I'm kind sad of a bummer, too. But. <laughs> you see it all the time. Like, imagine how sad I am. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I would have let you drive it and everything. It's, no. It's, don't make me cry. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have well. to, you know. How long are you going to be in town? You better stick around a little while longer. <laughs> you, you know, when do you leave? When do you leave? Tomorrow. Uh, you leaving tomorrow? Yeah. But oh. as Maria always puts in, and I like, 
when she says it, um, it's another reason to come back. Yes. I like that. Well, I will be shipping my car to Europe someday. Okay. And I'm going to drive it around Europe, and I will come see you, and you can drive it. That is yeah. a promise. Yeah, that whenever. Okay. All right. cool. And also a promise, whenever you guys come to Berlin, you are always welcome to visit us, and you have you two have guides. guides and two <laughs> be excellent. hosts. So before yeah. we get to how you found the Beetle, I heard that you, uh, Maria, that you got your driver's license purely for this trip yeah. so you could drive the car that you were going to buy. Yes. What did you learn? To, how does that how does that work? Did you? What did you drive for your driving <laughs> test? I've been so scared. <laughs> I was just, um, yeah, well, when I got my driver's license, I was like, okay, now let's do this. And I have Manu at my side, and it will be all right. And then we bought the car. And actually, I have to say, I understood driving only when I was driving the bug, the Beetle, because it's, it's, it's something else. It's such a pure car and like with our car at home it's different it's like you have all the the technique and everything is so like you you can't feel it mm -hmm. and i sit in in our car now in the beetle and it's it's so i really feel the engine and i feel what i'm doing and and i learned driving in this car it's really cool i like I do you like think it. that that emotion would translate to anyone do you think anybody would get in that beetle and go wow i feel it i think it takes some time but i think it yeah, they they will. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about getting the car, finding the car. Okay, finding the car. Um so there was a point so First of all, you speak Spanish, yeah? No. I do. I do. Espanol? Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that makes it a little bit easier then. <laughs> okay, so you want me to speak Spanish? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a trilingual podcast now. I just right. was thinking that would make it a little bit easier to help you find the car. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I would have assumed. Yeah. It really helped. Um, so there was a point where we thought, okay, we go to Mexico, we want to experience something else, we really want to do a road trip, uh, we really want to have, I really want to have a bug. So why <laughs> did you want to do a road trip? What was different about doing the road trip versus oh, yeah, everything question. else that yeah. you've done? So we, we kind of realized that this trip was meant to be, um, yeah, something completely else. It was meant to be... Like, in, like you said, an adventure. Yeah, a real adventure. And really, we, like, it might, it might sound cheesy, but for example, Maria, well, she has been working as an actress since she's 10 years old. She never had this um, time, to, time off to just go and explore and um, find out about several things. So this trip is meant to be special, and it's also meant to... Yeah, I don't know. Um, show us, show, yeah, like teach us. Yeah, I mean that's maybe the. Might I suppose be the right you learned a lot about each other. That's true. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that's especially true. when we had our food poisoning in Kenya. Oh jeez. Oh, yep. oh boy. <laughs> no door to the restroom. Yeah, only one big room, and the two of us with a mean food poisoning from fish. I mean that oh, was. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I, if you really make it through that as a couple, that's ben, real, real just, love. I was yeah. just yeah. going to say, that's why I asked before we started recording here how long you guys have been together. Because when you go through something like this, you know, even a small vacation or road trip or anything to that effect. It can ruin you. It can either yeah. make yeah. you very close or split <laughs> yeah. you apart right away. I told that's Alex true. before we drove back in the Porsche, I'm like, we're either going to be best friends after this or right. worst enemies. <laughs> right. so how, how long was that? Uh, uh, well, we were gone for a week. So we shipped the car out there and then drove oh, around. Oh, it. Okay. We shipped it out to Monterey okay. and then drove around, drove about a thousand miles in California. Okay. And then the drive home was about 55 hours, 50 okay. hours. Cool. So, so it, nothing like six months. And yeah, nothing, like, nothing, <laughs> nothing like that. So, so, so you found the car. Let's, let's 
try and stay on track here. <laughs> I keep like keep asking questions. Very. Much. I was gonna say it's um, not me, Chris. Yeah, well, it's me. Yeah, I'm not looking at you. So tell us about finding the car. How do you find a car in Mexico? Is it like Mexican Craigslist or something? Or what? what? <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a terrible joke. I found it on Mexican Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um. So first of all, I have a very good friend of mine, and um, he. Um, studied a semester abroad in Mexico, and I asked him if he if he has like a really reliable friend, a guy like, uh, yeah, like a us, fixer, yeah, someone who's really yeah a fixer, like some somebody who really um, yeah does what he says and who's not like showing off or pretending something he isn't like trustworthy, uh, yes, trustworthy. Yeah, exactly. But I was serious about it, and he was like, okay, I have exactly the guy you're looking for. He was my best friend and uh, turned out to be our best Mexican best friend, too. Like he <laughs> He's was, just awesome. Yeah. What was his name? Roman. Roman. Yeah. Roman. Okay. And Roman is a hell of a guy. And I told him about us, about our project, about our dream of owning a bug and buying a bug in Mexico. And he said, okay, we will solve this problem. We will solve it. We will search one, uh, a bug for you and whatever. But I did all the research on Mexican Craigslist, if you want. <laughs> so it's called uh, Mercado Libre. That's a uh, free market. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's like uh, yeah, a local a place online to find local um, yeah, used stuff. And um, we compared and we searched and then there was this beautiful blue one. I kind of fell in love with it and talked about it all the time. I think Maria was, was very annoyed. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in the end... Um, was there a car, Maria, that you liked? That I liked the blue one too, but you know, it turned out we couldn't get it because it was sold and um, it was okay for me, but he was crying for three days. Oh, <laughs> I didn't, you I didn't really cry. You thought that you'd missed the one, right? Yeah, really. It, yeah. it hurt. It was like, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to get too emotional about it, but it was hard. <laughs> and then... Uh, Are like, you still sad about that car? No, not anymore because okay. uh, we found the one. I was going to say the, the car you have is wonderful. Out. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. found the one. So, it's so tell us about the one. Um, okay, so... We didn't found a car, um, and then we got to Mexico and we started looking for a car. And Roman um, went with us all the time, and we kind of test. I test drove. I think it's funny because we just went through the footage, and you see me uh, going to a complete stranger's car and like starting to change to to shake it and search for rusty parts. And then Should have there's seen a, their there's, faces. Yeah, there's one part I we, we zoomed in the faces, and you can literally literally see that. the they are so pissed that this <laughs> German guy just like comes and sh like kind of destroys the car in front of him. But yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of different bu different bugs and they were all in horrible conditions and shape. So in the end, there was one car we, we liked. It was also uh, the color was the same. So cream. And um, we went there and the guy was okay and um it said 40,000 kilometers which is i think 30,000 miles and um i think that's pretty good so we yeah, went there low. yeah it's good and we went there and we made friends with a mechanic and that's also a completely uh, strange or crazy story because in our airbnb in mexico city from our uh, window we could look into a workshop and the only car I saw there was a beautiful Kaman gear. Okay. Uh, so I went down there. I, it took me like two minutes to uh, 
to win this guy as my friend <laughs> and Alejandro so he was our he, he became our uh yeah chief mechanic and he <laughs> like kind the of team mechanic yeah yes. yeah and he uh helped us with all the cars and like when i was interested i took the buck and i brought it to his um his place to his this workshop. is before like uh, just to check it out make right, sure it was okay check it okay and uh he did it all for free he was so nice it was incredible like and it's a beautiful place too it's full of Volkswagens, and his whole family lives there his his father who's like 80 years old lives inside there in in, in this in this uh, workshop with his mom and they play music there it's really like as you would picture like the, the i don't know have you seen the movie have you watched the movie uh, coco yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah. So then it you, like you it, it's a bit like that. So, <laughs> hell of a nice family. Well, in the end, turns out that buck didn't have 30,000 miles, but 130,000 miles. Oh, that's, oh. A, that's yeah, a big that's difference. What, yeah. That's what's, uh, what's so, how did you know that the, so the odometer rolled over once? Yep. Yeah. So, how did you find that out? Yeah. So, Alejandro, I took it to Alejandro. He drove it and he said, So, Manu, to be honest, <laughs> like, there's no this way. This guy might. Tell you whatever he wants, but uh, this car has at least a hundred thousand miles on it, oh. and that's so I approached the uh, the dealer, and he said, um, "Yeah, well, yeah, it's uh, it's the Segunda Vuelta, and Segunda Vuelta means something like this: the second lap." So <laughs> the, the automator already made the second. It's like lap. it's something normal. Yeah, yes, so, I so really like a little like detail he like forgot to tell it me. It adds value. Oh yeah, it's been around the track yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, okay, lap. well, that's not really honest of your of your part. So yeah, in the end, we I was that frustrated. So it was cheaper then. No, nope. no, like, and he, no. and I I told him like, okay, but now you kind of lied to us, so you have to lower the price. And he said, no. <laughs> and we were okay. So what, we, what year was this thing? That was in '93. So it was in '93. So it was one yeah. of the newer ones. So it was a newer one, but yeah, yeah. So yeah. in the end, um, yeah, uh, we were frustrated, and we thought, okay, we d- it doesn't get any better than this. Let's just buy it. Yeah, like sure. technically, it was a good car. And so, what's the buying process like in Mexico? Because here, someone just signs a little title, and you're done. I mean, it's easy. Give them the money, get the title, you're all set. Yeah. But it has to have been a little bit more interesting considering you guys are not Mexican and right. Right. You, know, you don't live there. It's it's, yeah. it's complicated. Okay, I'll I'll like there is a step in between this and the buying process, but I will really make it short this time. I don't so, believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um well, on the day we were um we were about to buy that car the same Airbnb host uh, who was an 80-year-old photographer from New York, he told us, ah, you know what, guys, Like uh, today I drove past uh, this car dealership and they have a beautiful buck there. We were like, yeah, I searched the whole internet. I, I've compared like 500, maybe 800 bucks on the internet. I don't think that's the one, but okay, we'll just go there. And he was like, yeah, I don't know anything about that car. I'll just take you there. He took us there and it was paradise. I mean, it was, <laughs> like, it was a uh, cars dealership with, uh, with full of old Ferraris, old Porsches. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, you, you guys would like that. That's for sure. <laughs> it's like... It's like a playground. You you go there and it's incredible, incredible place. And uh, there was so how did you guys not end up with like a Ferrari or a Porsche? There you yeah. Go. yeah, I had to really hold yeah. him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big credit and everything. No, in the end, uh, there was we went straight to this also cream color buck. 
uh, turned out to be a 2003 Ultima Edition, which means last edition. So one of the last 5,000 bucks ever built. Okay in the world and uh, it's like a special edition it has the old dashboard it kind of has all those old school details on it and it looked beautiful and most importantly it had an ace or still has an ac so yeah, air conditioning yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and we thought okay that's the one we need and it was pricey it was more expensive than we expected our buck to be but in the end it paid out and it yeah, yeah it's a great car we went out and took a look at it when we, we when did. you pulled i saw watched you pull up and it is a really clean nice looking beetle like it's it's good it's better than a super beetle it looks better it's it's all these old touches on it and stuff right well what i was going to interject and mono you may not even know this but for most of our listeners probably aren't aware because the beetle isn't the classic beetle that we're talking about it hasn't right. been sold in the u.s since i think 1974 yeah when they it's last been a made long it. time but in mexico they kept making it just up until 2003 That's and it's been virtually unchanged i mean it still looks like a classic beetle yeah if you asked a guy around here what year that was he'd probably say 1960 something it happens yeah. right. all the time all i'm the sure time. it does like, ask maria she's really annoyed by that like, <laughs> yeah. people always approach us and we're like i go like, away first thing uh-huh. like instead of saying hi guys how are you doing or yeah. whatever they are like which year is it yeah, yeah. And, and and then you say oh 2003 yeah. and they're like and they're no like, way and yeah. we're like yeah but yeah. I really love the same how, conversation over and over. Yeah, over and but I over. really love how how it's different from uh, from women to men because the, the women always say, "Oh, it's so adorable," and the men are like, "Oh man, dude, you're so badass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's an interesting point um, because uh, yeah, they stopped um, selling them in the U.S. right when they stopped producing them in Germany. So that was, oh, I think, 75 or 74. Okay. Yeah, so right around there. That's the point where they kind of ran extinct in, in Germany, too. So, hmm. um, And the interesting thing is, although they've been, um, they, they, they produced them in Mexico until 2003, you, didn't, you don't have any Mexican bugs here, or like only a few, because of the um, because of bureaucracy, because of um, there, you have to if you bring a it's the import Mexi- law. yeah, yeah it's you be can't really, you can't really import them because you need to have an, a new emission kind yeah. of thing and it's it virtually sucks. impossible. It's to, impossible yeah. to import it. We we have a law where if they're twenty or twenty five years old, yeah. then they allow it under you know a different law basically. But it's yeah, stupid. so it's very cool that you are driving a two thousand three right. Beetle on the streets here. with Mexican yeah. plates. I saw that yeah. that was. That yes. was pretty, pretty cool. And the cool thing is uh, th- those are classic uh, plates too. Like, And even in Mexico, people would wonder when they see our plates because it's uh, like the old school kind of... Nowadays, uh, the whole... Um, the whole capital district is called uh, Ciudad de Mexico, so City of Mexico. Mm-hmm. But our plates are from Distrito Federal, which means uh, main district or something like right. that. Right, cool. Yeah. And so you, you had a plan when you were searching for this car. And the plan was to, as you said, take an adventure and drive it across the country. But I, I don't think you've mentioned yet, you plan on bringing this back to Germany with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the idea. Like, um, we still have to figure out um, how to do it. But there is a possibility. There's like a, there are um, possibilities to ship it from Canada and we are considering that. But we also want to um, keep it open because um, our followers and uh, yeah 
friends doesn't, don't really know yet. So we'll see about that. We, uh, I think that's a mystery, which is... Uh, oh, I didn't, which, I didn't just unveil something. Right? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. But um, yeah. That's we, we will try it. We'll try it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. cool. So tell us about leaving, prepping for the trip to leave and getting the tent and stuff like that. What was the, tell us about that part of it a little bit. So um, it's kind of hard as a foreigner to register a Mexican car on your name because you have to be a permanent resident. And that was very tricky. So again, uh, our friend Roman, he really helped us. Like he took that on his name. But the thing is, like in order to cross the border into the US, it all has to be on your name. Okay. So that hmm. was kind of tricky. So did you bring him with you in the trunk? Yeah, so uh, Roman really helped us and um, also the agency where we bought the car, they were really nice and to helped us. And again, they, they had a guy and we had to pay like a little extra kind of <laughs> fee. And <laughs> in the end, uh, it all worked out pretty well. So it was kind of like a little bit of money under the table at the DMV? It's not under the table. It's not illegal, but um, it works like this. Um, the bureaucracy is also very complicated in Mexico. And if you have to get things done, it will take you days in order to find out who's the right, what, right. which is the right institution, who's the right person to talk to. So there's one person, and they ca call it gestor, that which means like a person who resolves things. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you pay that person, and it's completely legal, and that person will always find a way. That's how it works. <laughs> okay. yeah. We need more of those. Yeah, the, yeah expediting or making it yeah, quicker. I want to be the yeah. resolver. That's exactly. That'd be a good title. You don't What's get your that, job title? You don't get that title. No? <laughs> no. No. Okay. That's all right. So, yeah, because your plan now, going across the country... You can just open the beer, man. It's not a big deal. There, there we go. go. Yeah, we're having a good time here tonight. Mm. Um, I'm just so trying American local beer. Yeah. Yes. Give you feedback afterwards. So this is Bell's Two-Hearted Ale out of uh, River Falls, Wisconsin, I believe. I have no idea. I might be totally wrong River on that Falls one. River Falls is right mm. here, right? Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you, you drove passed right for it, Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Can I? Now I got to double check myself. Comstock. No, that's all done. Someone's gonna, someone's gonna write in and be like, "That beer's not from River Falls." I don't think it is. The whiskey now that I said uh, it. is also very good. Yeah, we've, we, we're, we're treating them well. Over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well. So you got the so you got the car titled. Um, was it always the plan to have a rooftop tent on the car, or is that something that kind of developed over time? We were debating about it. Because I said we have way too much stuff, we can't put it all in, in you know, in the back of our car. It's and with we, she minds, she she uh, means herself. But, yeah, uh, I mean yeah. myself, and I can't go shopping anywhere. We're going to New York. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were thinking about it, and I th and I thought it's it might work out, but it it's, it was a little bit too much. Because at the beginning we had our um, we had a rack where we could put our bags on top. And then, um, yeah. Did you see that? What? The rack with the two bags on it? No. Oh, yes. Yeah, I saw yeah. that originally. Yes. That yeah, was yeah, just yeah. for, for with Mexico. With the two black bags on the top. Yes, yes. right. Pretty, yes. Pretty good. And we had a lot much, much more space inside of the car. But then we decided to to get this, uh, this, this tent because it's just the much more purer experience to also sleep somewhere. And, um, yeah. And it Where was the out. first place you slept in that tent? Oh, where was that? Um, that was in California, well, where we bought the rooftop tent. Um, it is 
real like we are not partners or th something like that but i um want to mention tipui because um it's a tipui tent and we met those guys when how do you spell that what's T -E -P -U -I. the e-p-u-i yeah tipui. they're cool yeah they're really cool and um yeah so we got it and it was a little it was a struggle to get it on top of the bug because um oh yeah as you can imagine, um, it's hard to find a rooftop rack for it. Like the <laughs> tent is cool, the bug is cool, but like the connection <laughs> in between right. is hard to find. But uh, we went to a good place called Racket in uh, San Diego and they uh, gave us the rooftop rack and it was, in the end it worked out pretty well. And um, I think the first time we slept in that tent was, well, th that was not wild camping, it was on a uh, campsite in, Oof, Santa, wow. Santa, no, Santa Barbara. No, it wasn't. Mm -mm, no, it wasn't. The city's not important. It's California. It's somewhere in California. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, it, was it Pismo Beach? Yeah, it could be. Well, we beach. stopped there. That was like in the first week, I think. Mm -hmm. But I, I, So how was the first night in the tent together? Cold. Very, very, <laughs> very cold. Very cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was way too cold, actually. It was yeah, unbearable because <laughs> the, the problem is that, um, yeah, you can... There's not a lot of uh, in insulation, you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it gets really cold and... Um, it's not like a sealed, necessarily a sealed tent. Like no, when not you, at all. No tents really that well sealed. Well, when you put a tent on the ground, you know, it's all one piece, and then you have the zipper, right? Yeah. So you can have tents that are a little more... It's still going to be cold like no matter it's what. It, it still <laughs> has like a, a rain cover, so there are like two thin walls you have there, but it's still... It gets cold, and we have... Actually, we have good sleeping bags, but um, it still was very cold, so then we got... Um, and it was very hard because there's a mattress in that tent, but it was way too hard, so we had to buy two extra inflatable mattresses like with a like kind of a pad in it. Yeah. And that was... Then it started to get comfortable, but we really... Like, it took us a while uh, till we figured out how to do it. And also the, the rooftop rack was, was a big issue because it started bending after a while, yeah. especially on my side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know why, but... Just, well, the, just the frame? The food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the... All the fast American fast food, right? I was yeah, going to say, if I was up there, I probably just would have broke completely. <laughs> <like>, so... <laughs> so um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about driving in, in Mexico, like leaving Mexico City, because it's not like a two-hour drive from Mexico City to the border. What, what, was the, what was the adventure like from there to the, to the border? Yeah, the, it was, um, it's been hard sometimes because um, they are driving like crazy. So mm -hmm. they are really, they are crazy sometimes. And um, we had a lot of um, potholes and yeah, sometimes, well, you know, the really, really worst was when we went to Baja California because the streets there were just awful. Like you couldn't, you couldn't drive. You could, were you they were dirt just, or pavement or? Mm, they were pavement, but they had like, like huge holes in it. Like you couldn't. Just deteriorated. Yes. So really like yeah. the potholes were that bad that it got uh, dangerous. Yes. Okay. It was like yeah. a, a point um, where like, I think driving out of Mexico City was hard on the, at the, on the first, the first point. day, yes. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, the the traffic is horrible there. 
Like and the trucks, the, they the would just speed by you. And, and, and we were yeah. scared sometimes because it was, yeah, yeah, it really felt a little bit But weird. we did a good thing because we didn't uh, drive on the direct route. We just, we went to Mazatlan and we took the ferry to Baja California. Okay. And then we drove up Baja California. But uh, Baja California is the second largest peninsula in the world. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very long drive. It took us... I think it took us two weeks to mm -hmm. drive out of Mexico. Wow. And I think it was uh, 10 days or maybe eight days to drive out, um, up Baja California. Also, we, we are driving in a bug. It's, it's really <laughs> exhausting. Like after three or four hour of, of hours of driving, you're tired and you really want to make a break. And it's not just physical tired. You're mentally tired, too. Yeah, exactly. Right. Especially you're on roads that are bad. Yeah. The sound, right. it's, it's like it's the, this this dazzling making sound of the engine beautiful sound yes too. <laughs> i agree but i mean it's it's like but it's tiring yes yeah. it is it's like mm -hmm. like when you're a baby and your mom is hoovering and then <laughs> you just fall asleep because <laughs> of that. i don't remember yes. that well it's no? like it's like yeah. when you turn it off you can still hear it it's yeah. that type of thing <laughs> yes, yeah yeah i know exactly what exactly. you're talking about yeah. is but that the, a is that a manual transmission in there? yeah mm -hmm. it is manual it, four gears yeah, and the, that's I think that's cool because um, I think that's why Maria really understood what she's doing because it's hard to to try to explain um, transmission yes. and all that stuff if in a yeah. clutch if you're not really into cars you know it's right. not a I think it's not a boys or girls thing I think it's just like if you are if you are into cars or not it's not it has nothing to do with gender but right. it really took a while and. Um, I think in a bug you really understand it because it's really simple. It's simple. You have the first gear, which is only like to start and make the first meters and then you shift and you really, it's like what we always say. I don't know. How do you say, um, what do you say to those kind of cars for kids to drive downhill? You know, those kind of soapbox okay. cars, soapbox. Soapbox, you say that? Yeah, because in Germany derby, it's, yeah. it's Seifenkisten. It's soapbox. It <laughs> would be the, the yeah. translation actually. So okay. yeah, it's the same. And it feels a bit like driving in a soapbox yes. car. Yeah. Uh, but with an engine in it. And <laughs> uh, it's really like you have, that engine there and you uh, have throttle and the brake and of course um, you can um, you have the clutch and I think that's like it makes it really easy because it's it it's so easy um, it's it's so simple simply made everything is very right. simple in that car so our our um, Mercedes has uh, six gears so it's, it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter like if you are at uh, running at I don't know 25 30 uh, miles you can take either the second third the f fourth <laughs> gear and it doesn't yeah, matter it will still matter. run and right. it doesn't sound but weird or something but the beetle will complain yes. there's only yes. <laughs> the bug only has one gear at, at, at every speed so that's I think that makes it um, easier to understand the whole yes, technique absolutely yeah. so did you guys plan your route out ahead of time or did you kind of wing it I mean obviously you planned the ferry part but once you kind of got to the the Baja Peninsula, did you kind of just go or what was the plan there? Yeah, so uh, I think for Mexico, we kind of had it planned, but then we still like like one day or two day in advance, we always checked like where we could stay because in Mexico, because of the whole security situation, we really, we only traveled at daytime. Um, we always knew where we would um, end up. 
But I have to add yeah. that um, despite everyone telling us that it's going to be so dangerous in Mexico, it's been great. We had a wonderful time. People yeah. were so nice and we didn't really felt in danger at any time. Yeah. So. Not a single dangerous situation, yeah. nothing like that. I didn't see, I think, a single gun in Mexico, maybe from a police yeah. officer. The military. Military. <laughs> oh, wow. That You'll see military trucks yeah. with the big uh, yeah. machine guns. But they <laughs> had a lot of guns. Yeah. No, no, but uh, we really felt self safe in Mexico. So, yeah. That's good. I was actually going to ask that. So that's yeah. that's good. So. Yeah, because I mean, I haven't spent a lot of time in Mexico. I'm trying to think if I've been to Mexico. I don't think I have actually vacationing or anything. But we kind of think of it as like you know the Wild West, right? Right. Yeah, because yeah. we went to Hawaii before we came to Mexico, and everyone was telling us, "Oh, be careful." Right. And then we experienced it the other way around. So yeah. if you are careful, I mean, there there are situations you don't want to be in in Mexico. I well, that's here that. too. I was yeah. going to say, you don't yeah. go to the yeah. shady parts everywhere. of town. or yeah. Well, that's just, Absolutely. I think that's probably the American media sensationalizing violence. But it's which media is, everywhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, on the other hand, uh, Mexico is one of the dangerous countries in the world. True. Uh, right. I mean, by <laughs> statistics and so there's I think something to it. I think that's because <laughs> a lot of the people that um, are victims of violence are also involved in things right. that they shouldn't be. You know, because yeah, there's or a lot their of families or whatever. Yeah, of, who knows? Yeah. So, but I think you—that's that's right. That in general, it's a lot about gang and and drug traffic and all that. But still, the general um, crime rate is is pretty high. So that's why we had all those uh, safety things in our car. We are really our car, our bug has an alarm. I think that's I not stock that. in in Germany, <laughs> but yeah. it has like a, a special lock on the side. Yeah, I saw that little yeah. round key. Exactly. Yeah. And yep. you have to you, we have that alarm and we also put a um, how do you say like a wheel the club. Wheel. Yeah, that's called the club. It's, yeah, there's okay. a brand of it called where it's, it locks your steering to wheel. To be yeah. honest, yeah. Manu made it Alcatraz. It's like extremely <laughs> Fort Knox. You guys, yes. you pulled up, you're like club and locking the thing I, and locking the doors and I'm like, I just leave my keys in my car. Yeah. And, then, and then I, and then I forgot to, to close it. I forgot to lock the doors. That's yes, always the, it's always the joke, the keys are in it. Yep. The right. keys are in it with the 911. Thieves can't drive stick anyway. I was going to so. say, at least around here, I mean, in Europe, people still drive a manual transmission. Here, no one does. No one no. does. Yeah. No, no one does. Oh. Uh, so we, th- we are the exception to that. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's why my, my Golf that I just bought, being the six-speed that's fully loaded, is really... It's really, rare to have really that. I, yeah. Talking about, you know, you're, you're being careful and having all the defense around the car, I did notice in your driver's side door pocket, did you have a knife that I saw? That's a knife. <laughs> that's, that's my knife. That's correct. I, had, uh, I wasn't going to say anything because we had just met, but I was right. like, oh, that's this little self-defense right there, right? But, but actually, but actually uh, so far, I've, I've not killed anyone. Well, that's but, good. But Let's try to keep it that way. <laughs> okay. No, but actually that's the knife we use to cut our vegetables. And yeah, well, yeah. I mean, when you're camping, you always need yeah. a knife. Yeah. But I it's thought it was funny that it was right there. It's put it there because right. you yeah. find it very easily. Yeah. But, it's, yeah, but you're right. Like, There's yeah. a reason why I put it there. Yes, yeah. I understood yeah, that right away. So that's when good. I drive in when I drive in Germany um, and you're on the Autobahn, there's always people. Right. You're always driving around. There's always somebody around. You're in a city. You know, there's always an exit to go to this city or that city. And a lot of Europe is like that. It's not very rural. Right. I mean, there's there's not as much space. There's not as much space. There's always (laughs) towns all over the place. Well, I mean, there's small little German towns and stuff like that. But when you get into rural Western America, did you experience how it's just nothing? 
I mean, where it's just empty. You feel small. Yeah. What did you guys yeah, think about true. as Germans driving across rural America, especially the West? Yeah, like I said, you feel really small. Like for for instance, when we um, we wanted to go to to Yellowstone, and um, we got a tip from from fellow travelers, and they said, please go to to Grand Teton, watch that, have a look at that. That's so amazing. And we we drove there, and um, yeah, it it's been like it's been just mind blowing. It was it was so cool to have these huge mountains and then the, these little flowers and we saw a bear and we saw moose <laughs> and we saw all bisons, kinds of yeah. bisons and and it was just Coyotes, it's amazing and then also the trees feel feel way much bigger than in Germany <laughs> so it's like i think when we're coming back it's like a little Baker's towns everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's. I mean, it's. There's so much space here. You know. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys? Where did you guys drive across? Uh, west to east. When you drove, what Actually, route? I was surprised because um, Google Maps gave us a very. Yeah, we went far north, so it was. Um, it was through North. Dakota. Okay. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You came that route. Yeah. Okay. And um, there's a lot of nothing in North Dakota yeah, too. It's, it's yes, pretty it empty, mm. but it's also um, it's nice. Like you, I don't I don't think it's ugly or boring or well like driving there is boring because yeah. it's just straight and you know like it looks the same but still it looks cool and it's uh, we went like we stopped at gas stations or we went to have dinner <laughs> and um yeah people are nice and interested and the, like you remember like at one point we went to this diner and These two old ladies yeah there? two old yeah. Lazy, ladies on a um they were sitting um on the table right next to us and um they um, what like they started we were, to get in? Yeah, we were ordering something, and then our food came, and and one of the old ladies was like, "What are you having over there?" Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah, we have pasta. Oh, that looks nice." And Ooh, I like that American accent. That's pretty good. That was very good. <laughs> yeah. And then she went on and on, and we were talking, and it's really. And where uh, are you going? We're like, yeah, we uh, go. We gonna head east, and we go to New York. And she was like, oh, New York. No, that's not, New York is nothing for me. Yeah. It's just way too big. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, was so, it was so nice. And they, those two ladies, they were lovely. Like, yeah. I mean, in their 80s and like Best friends having, having dinner. dinner. <laughs> that's very, it's, yeah. It was very like countryside yeah. thing, but it was still pretty nice. On that note, um, was there things that you expected to have happen or feelings that you expected to have driving across America that, either did or didn't meet your expectations or things that you thought would happen that didn't? So we were really excited for for the U.S. because, you know, like we, like we talked about, the media tells you something about a country and we know because we are traveling that it doesn't really fit at all times. So um, we were really excited about, yeah, the people of the U.S. And um, what we found was that our... There are so many interested people, women as men in our in our traveling, and also um, yeah, kind of people who go out and and want to see the world. And a lot of them were in Germany, and it's been yeah that that really um, gave us a good feeling because you know 
at this times we hear a lot of Trump and um, <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, it's not yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. see, it's my perspective. People mm -hmm. are genuinely and generally nice. In a, yeah, and more the, often than in not. the it's so the like the entire center of the United States that's not California and it's not the East Coast. Yeah, you know, is is very different than the coast. Like California, New York, and like Baltimore and DC and all that stuff. It's a different type of people than the center of the United States. Mm -hmm. And it's you know the United States is so big that there's like these different pockets of culture all around. So as you travel yeah. across the country, you can kind of experience experience that a little bit. But yeah. generally, people are pretty nice and it's nice to know that people were interested in what you were doing and, and talked to you and were open with you and yeah. you know we when we step somewhere the people will always ask about our car and then about <laughs> our trip and and get more involved and then you kind of have a, a small tiny relationship which builds up and you have that with all the people you meet and i think that that is really cool even though i'm not very interested in cars at all <laughs> it's like this car in particular really um it kind of opens a door which wasn't there before. I think, right. yeah, it, it does. Yeah, and I mean, um, I think traveling is a lot about um, breaking up with uh, stereotypes. Yeah. And um, in Europe or in Germany, there are a lot of stereotypes about the US, you know. And I mean, I, I uh, also um, have been lots of times to um, Middle and South America. And uh, you get to meet a lot of Americans which are or who are um, different than you guys, for example, you know, mm -hmm. the, I don't know, spring break, spring break <laughs> kind of Americans. Yep. And yeah. Um, yeah, and then you read a lot about Trump and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... I Americans don't want are to definitely not defined by our president. No, but then, sure. not. No, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. like there might be Republicans. Oh, you might run into Republicans, which are like who are very nice and uh, mm -hmm. lovely yeah. people. But uh, it's all, yeah, as I said, like it's about stereotypes, and mm -hmm. you have this kind of image, and then you you come to the U.S. and um, you find it to be a lot of lot different from what you read or what you heard, and. Uh, we really enjoy that, actually, because um, it started when we crossed the border in San Diego and, um, yeah, like uh, we went to a restaurant and celebrated that we uh, crossed the border, which was uh, a bit tricky we because yeah. we were in that old yeah. Mexican car with Mexican plates as Germans. Uh, yeah, That's a bit strange. It's yeah. a bit strange, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, we, we didn't went know there. if we if we could come across or if they just deny. So so we were they skeptical at all? Not Absolutely at all. Not. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it was so funny because we, we all re we recorded all that, but. I, I think I haven't seen Maria that nervous. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. She, those she guys was, pick up on nervous pretty good, too. If someone's I nervous, guess. they should be yeah. all over you. And, and I was, know that. And I couldn't really do <laughs> anything went, about it. It was horrible. And I tried to calm her down, but uh, there was no point. And, yeah, so we just drove there. We really went early, like I think at 8 a.m., 7 a.m. Mm. on a Sunday and uh, we went there and we were like, okay, God, we got all, we have like a, it's funny because we have like a big file full of documents, documents mm. from the car. It's all correct. It's all on our name. Our we really <laughs> like, and the two of us, we are not really organized. So it's like a premiere. The first time in our lives, we are like completely German, you know, <laughs> we, we went full German on them and we had like a whole file full of documents and we just went there and there was this, this officer. all on my lap. Yeah, everything. And he was like, 
okay, how are you guys? And we're like, yeah, good. Um, where are you going? We're like, yeah, up north. Uh, yeah, so where are you heading? We're like, yeah, like San Francisco. Okay, cool. In the, oh, and you're, oh, you're driving your buck. Yeah, I like that. Okay, uh, have a good trip then. <laughs> <laughs> and we just like, we, we kept on driving and, and Marie you just was couldn't like, believe okay, it. so there's going to be like a next, where's the next yeah. officer? Where, where, do the next I, step? where do we have to stop next? And we were just driving like, I don't know, it has to, something has to happen. Like, and then the <laughs> signs on the, on the side of the road were saying San Diego, San Diego this way. And we were like, no, I think we're in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the funny thing is, and then I thought, okay, like take out the camera. We have to record this. And she took out the camera and we were like, guys, this is so crazy. We just made it. The, the, the border patrol officer, he was so nice. He was even interested in our car and our trip it was all good and then we checked the footage on the computer and we forgot to switch the audio on which means oh, I forgot no audio. it <laughs> so it's just uh, you just have to use subtitles crazy. yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll find a way but yeah, yeah. Um, so what was the the kind of the the highlight of the like if you had to tell somebody you go home and you could tell one story about what you did and of the entire drive, if you had to pick one story to tell, what would it be? Oh, that is so hard. Being here at the podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, right. Well, I think. Do you do you each have different maybe yeah, highlights? Different. Yeah, different. That's fine. Pro uh, well, I think definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yours? I don't know. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Cuddling in the tent, right? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> there, was a, there was only fighting for space yeah, in the tent. Yeah, for space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you know? Uh, so my, I, well, I think I have several highlights, yeah, but um, on our road trip, I really enjoyed Grand Teton. I think that's a beautiful place. And I didn't expect it because we kind of thought, like, after Utah, we would just drive, drive east straight away. Yeah right away and then we uh, decided to go to Yellowstone and I think that was a good decision but not because of Yellowstone which is a beautiful place but national parks tend to be very very crowded, crowded here mm -hmm. right. so uh, Grand Teton was special and we went there and we drove in there and I, I told Maria like um, I think we're gonna see a bear I kind of have the <laughs> feeling we see it, we, we're gonna see a bear and 15 minutes later a car the car in front of us just stopped and kind of like the driver did funny things and I realized that he was he spotted something and then we saw a bear and it was uh, like making its way through the woods and it was, it was a small crazy. one like a like a Almost not showing was Manu paying like fifty dollars for a guy in a bear costume. Not not on film, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, that was good acting. And then because uh, we all have it on camera, and uh, you see the bear, and uh, yeah. And then the funny thing is, there was an officer or a ranger, ranger. and he told mm -hmm. us to go away, so we drove. A, away but then there was a, a parking lot just right next to it so we stopped and we got off the car and we saw the bear and it was like ha uh, walking in our direction and at one point it <laughs> got kind of down critical. in front of the car <laughs> it, it got like from 50 feet it it went on to be 40 and 30 20 and, and then in the end it was 10 feet away from our bug, you know? Yeah. And I was worried, not about us, but about, about the car. Yeah. <laughs> How fast did you roll the window up? <laughs> no, he we was were outside. Out in two seconds. We were, we were outside. 
filming. Oh, and, okay. And then, uh, yeah, then again, the ranger uh, came and told us to get back into our vehicles, which we did. <laughs> and but you have to, I mean, I don't know, I said it, but... I, yeah, maybe yeah. you should. It I was, was full of adrenaline. I can't really. Yeah, because uh, it was a baby bear. It, <laughs> it was a cub. <laughs> not baby. Like, it, it was, was a juvenile. Like a grizzly or something. It was a baby bear, and the rangers came because it was they not said, a baby. It was a juvenile. The ranger said, "Please go back into your car. The mama could be somewhere out here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's you don't want to. You don't want to run. You don't want to run into the mom. Yeah. So we had to go get back into the car, but it was cool. I agree. It was. It's been so nice to see uh, such a such a rare animal just right in front of your car so, yeah. yeah but then like the funny thing is that the ranger stood in front of all the cars we were back in our car pulling out and then the bear kind of walked towards him and he got scared <laughs> in the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and really? then he was like okay well uh what should i do and he was like he didn't really know what to do and uh, the sound he yeah. made was like huh? <laughs> something, <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah. just step back but then well nothing happened but it was it was interesting and uh, it da didn't have a how do you say uh, like this collar yeah they, they put oh they had a little tag yeah a little collar tag yeah. right yeah. So it was exciting. It was a cool experience. Probably nothing special, but for us it really felt absolutely yeah special. Yeah. And then we stayed there for some time. We got we met a, a couple, um, and they were traveling um, in a Sprinter. So uh, yeah, a Mercedes. Yeah, van. it's a, a van. And they yeah. made it like it's like part of the van life family. Van mm. life. All mm -hmm. all yeah, like wooden them. interior. Mm. Yeah, the RV. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it was basically yeah. very cool, very cool, and yeah, good job and very nice people up like close to this place. They are from Duluth. Sure, yeah. yeah. They cool. invited us, and we had a like. They invited us to have dinner at their place. She and was cooking. It was the best we had in days. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, it was a good experience, and uh, we yeah sat by the fire all night long and had That's some fun. had That's some wine. So before we get to. Uh, well, wrapping it up, I just want to talk a little bit about yeah. the film you're doing. But before we do that, I have a question. Oh, go ahead, Jake. Well, I was going to say before we do that, we should probably hear from another one of our sponsors. Yep. Let's do it. So Last one. you're in town. God forbid anything happens to that beetle. But if it does, you can go over to one of our other favorite shops, Further Performance. They're right here in the Twin Cities. And they are. I really should have had you guys stop over there today because they're big air cooled fans. Actually, we need an, we, uh, need our oil. We need an oil change. Again? You, no, what? Not again. What I do is I I add oil ah. to it, but we have to change all yeah, the oil okay. in our engine. Maybe you can recommend us. Yeah, yeah I would. These guys would help you out for, yeah, sure. for sure. So who is that? That is. For, <laughs> you, wow, look at this. Well, you are quite good job. at the setup. <laughs> Further performance. Their local Twin Cities based automotive specialist. And the reason it'd be good for you to take the car there is they truly love European cars and they're actual enthusiasts about the vehicle. And that matters because you want someone who cares about the car. And they to know air cooled stuff like the back of their hand. It. They really do. They yeah. love the Beatles, you know, the Carmen Gias, like you saw earlier, anything like that. I think Tristan has a notchback. Yeah, notchback, a Type 3 type is also three, yeah. what they call them here, at least. No, um, Type 3 is a different car. Well, it's... It's a convert, like a notchback convertible is what it is. It's like a little it's a little coupe. Okay, so yeah. Type 1 is yeah. Volkswagen Beetle. The Type 2 is the... What is the Type 2? 
I, I'm not really into American. Get, get, just get moving with it, bud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, the guys have further the, performance. Yeah. They can take care of all of those and would know much better than me. Um, they really, like I said, have the passion, whether it's for maintenance to get your oil changed over there or a full rebuild or restoration. You can find those guys fptuned.com. That's F-P-T-U-N-E-D.com. After the podcast, we'll talk a little bit, and I'll get you his information, yeah, his I think- personal phone. and. And it's not okay. far. It's just downtown Minneapolis. So cool. um, but, otherwise. But help if, me with that definition problem. Um, Carmen Gear. Because yes. we, we, we saw the Type 3 at a, at a um, Volkswagen, what was it, like a meeting in, in L.A. And ah, they had a Type 3 um, station wagon. Yes. Yeah. So the square type back. three square was a squareback. Yeah. Was a squareback, the notch back, or okay. the uh, slant back. And the coupe mm-hmm. is the is the uh, Carmen Gear. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Then you're right. Carmen Gear is yeah the more like uh, yeah. it's more stylized. Yeah. Like well, Gear is probably designed like, for. There's right? got to be at like right. six or seven Beatles and Carmen Gear sitting over there right now. So I'm sure there would be a cool place for you guys to stop. I'll hook you up with him Good um, later. Yeah. So before we talk about your your film that you're doing about this entire trip, the question I had is. Talk to me about some of the challenges of filming while you're in a car that small and all the equipment that you have to deal with, because I, I, I know exactly what it's like. So tell our, <laughs> tell our users, of, well, our users, our listeners, <laughs> good grief, tell our listeners a little bit about what it's like to film uh, along your trip. Yeah, well, so sometimes when, when we try to film ourselves, it's just like you said, it's just too small. So we would just hold our arm as far away as we can with the camera, of course, in it and and try to to get a good picture. But it's really, really hard. So we um, we discovered it's better to film each other or to when we try to say something, put it on on stative or do you say that tripod, tripod, of course. And um, and then, um, yeah and just film outside of the car when we're in it because it's just really too small and yeah. most of the time very messy behind of us. So. Yes, yeah, I know that goes. So yeah. what, what is this film that you're doing? Tell us about your, your goals for the film. Mm. Yeah, so it's really hard because um, on, one, on one hand you are driving and experience, experiencing all those uh, cool things and new things and... On the other hand, you're supposed to be capturing all that, and that tends to be very, very difficult. So as a filmmaker, I didn't expect it to be that hard, that, to be honest. Um, not only because of space problems. I mean, my gear takes, I think, one-third of all the space we have. Um, but also um, because of we really want to have and enjoy that trip. But on the other side we really need to capture it so that sometimes really makes it hard because um, I have to get off and uh, take shots of the car and um, then I have to drive it then when we have to change the seats of course and then it's like because of all the stuff you have behind you, you have to adjust the seat again, and it's like, it's not that easy. It just slows everything down. It slows yeah. everything so much down. But yeah. it doesn't only slow it down, but it also kind of destroys um, the moment, the moment, yeah. and mm-hmm. feelings and emotions, and that's hard because actually this trip is meant to be a great experience. And if you are, if you, the problem is as a filmmaker, 
I tend to see the world in pictures. Yep. And that's something you know, Chris, because you're a phot photographer, so you, you know what I'm talking about. So you drive in that car and you see a place and you say, okay, that would be a perfect shot. We should do that. Yep. And then it's hard to complete, like you always, uh, you have like a, not a schedule, not a tight schedule, but you at least you want to get to the place you you are heading to, you know? And then it takes so much time to always get up and like Maria, sometimes Maria has to drive I'll, I, while I fly the drone and I tell her, um, okay, you have to slow down because the, the drone goes only, uh, I don't know, 30 miles per hour. So uh, it's very complicated and it's it's really hard to, um, for me, it's hard to separate separate one when I'm only the boyfriend and when I am the filmmaker. Right, <laughs> right. Oh, the boyfriend, <laughs> <laughs> the man of your life. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so where's this where's this film going to go? Obviously, it's about your journey and everything you guys experienced. Um, what do we have to look forward to with with the film? So we are um, we we will. Um, make a, a big movie out of it so we want to show it in in the german theaters and um yeah we we also want to if if everything works out well we we will um put it onto netflix if they want it <laughs> but um it's like you know it's a big big project and in the beginning we thought okay we just the travels come first and then comes the movie and we'll see just how it works out. And now we know what we have and we know the stories we we, have, we filmed and we will be filming and um, and we just know it's going to be a hell of a movie and we really yeah, want to awesome. show it everyone. So, yeah, it will be so much fun. I think um, our road trip will only be a small part of it and it's going to be a film full of nice um, pictures and, um, yeah maybe funny sad sometimes but also very interesting and i think it's cool to to um think of that film as a journey you do yourself like you go and watch that film you're gonna go on a journey with us and uh, you will meet some of the persons we talked about and you will really uh, dive into our little traveling world and um and hopefully you know go out with a uh, positive feeling and it's it's called leaving the frame so it's for us it, it really is leaving our frame I mean it's not only that we are both leaving our for me actress frame and for Manu the the journalist frame it's like we really like you said dive into something new and um, and I think we really did well with um, taking our the people who watch it just with us because it's it's really emotional at some points yeah yeah well i really hope it inspires people i mean i'm inspired already yeah i can't I, wait to see it seriously cool i would love uh yeah to see you guys when we have our premiere in berlin yeah, just come over. Be, yeah I'll, I'll <laughs> i would love to just come I'll over yeah. I, I, like, <laughs> why not like whenever it's going if i don't know but whenever it's going to happen you guys are probably well, honestly invited. a flight is not that expensive so no, maybe that, that would be fantastic exactly. you can, you can well. combine it with something cool um are we allowed to uh, say yes. thank you and yeah and goodbye <laughs> yes yes yeah okay <laughs> so um 
yeah, of course, I want to say thank you to a lot of people and um, like Ro Roman, for example, our friend from Mexico, but also our friends in, in Germany, our parents and and so on. Um, also, thank you for listening and for your patience and for uh, listening to something to our special. bad English sometimes. Yeah, to a weird <laughs> German accent. Thank you so much. And um, if you are still interested and you didn't get bored yet, um, you can follow us on um, Facebook and Instagram. It's all leaving the frame. Also on YouTube, but we kind of stopped it because it got too exhausting. Sure. Yeah. And um, we just published an article on um, The Outbound, which is a cool traveling platform where you can also read about us and see some photos. And um, yeah. Um, I'll do everything I can to help spread the word about what you guys are doing because it, cool. it really inspires me and I, I think it's very special. Absolutely. And I, and I hope more people take the leap and leave their frame and go do exactly what you guys are doing. Thank you. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank, thank you, you guys, guys so much for coming on. It's been a real treat having you here. Yeah, it's been awesome. And, uh, well, Jake, I think we'll leave it at that. I agree. Thank you, guys.